come my lady, come come my lady. And, and then they saw me in a bra and that was exactly. it. What's going on, Pearl Jam nerds? You're listening to Single Podcast Theory. I'm Brad Lyons. And I'm Brad Blazek. What up? What's up? What you doing, man? <laughs> I'm just uh, chilling, looking at my brand new record store day, a live 12-inch. Man, I worked today. I couldn't go. I wanted to get, I wanted <sighs> to get that so bad. I knew I should have got you one. Yeah, I'm actually meant to like text you and ask you to, and then I forgot. And yeah, whatever. Hopefully, maybe, maybe they'll have some left at C6 C6 Records here in Birmingham. Yeah, um, I bet they will. I don't know. You'd be surprised how much Pearl Jam stuff goes from that place. Yeah, that's true. They always have some. Um, and I mean, Pearl Jam's such a big vinyl band that that makes sense, I guess. But, right. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that there would be that many people in Birmingham that would be That's still true. be fans enough to want I, to do that. I, the place I went to in Clarksville, there was like six or seven people waiting when the doors opened. Mm. But one of them was a girl wearing a 10 Club shirt. Hell yeah. Hell so. yeah. Yeah, man. There's I saw pictures um, last night of people here at C6 started camping out last night after they... Yeah, that's crazy. I know, man. Uh, I mean, it's cool. It's cool. I that for me, that's just like I'm just straight up. I'm too old for that shit, man. Like I did that stuff yeah. all the time for concert tickets back in the day, back in the '90s. I'll or whatever, still do it. But, I'll still do it for rail, but for a record, like I yeah. mean, I, I would not have waited all night to get this a live right. single. I love it and it's cool, but I wouldn't have sure. camped out for it. Total you young know? man's game. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Plus, in this area, it's like there was eight people waiting in line. It wasn't like, you know, uh, our friend Bobby sent me a picture. He lives in Lexington? I think that's correct. Yeah. And there was like, the line was down the street. I believe that. Lexington seems like one of those towns. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I but I, I had a uh, shout out to Tony at And Vinyl. Uh, I had texted him asking him if he was going to have any of these singles. And he said, yeah, we've got some. And I'm like, I'll be there. Oh, yeah, but I didn't, I didn't think I needed to get there, you know, hours yeah. and hours earlier. Sure, sure, sure. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you got what you wanted, bud. Mm-hmm. Looks Yo. pretty cool. <laughs> no, I didn't mean it like that. I'm being, <laughs> I'm being sincere. I'm glad, you, okay, okay. I'm glad you got All it. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah, man. Thank you. I'm just sitting here... Um, at the studio, at the board, just finished the session. I've got guitar pedals just and cables just laying all <laughs> over the desk like I'm fucking 16 years old again, <laughs> which I guess is good, you know? I was going to say, that's a, that's a good problem to have, right? Yeah. Is that what they say? Oh, it's not a problem. I'm just, I, we were just sitting here talking and I looked, you know, because sometimes you, you start working, especially on something like music and you just, I kind of go away <laughs> you know what i mean i get right. like yeah super yeah. focused and then i guess i just kind of came out of it and looked at the disaster 
than my desk is. I mean, it looks like someone take... just took my pedal board and just started unhooking shit and throwing everything. Yeah. You should take some pictures and see if you can find like a cool, like, you know, like a record. That would be like the back cover of a record. You know, yeah, that's from true. Studio, like a studio shot with all the wires and cables and stuff going everywhere, and way too many coffee cups. Oh God! Yeah, yeah there you do. You're you are painting a picture. No wonder. Well, anyway, we're a Pearl Jam podcast. If you've never listened to us before, thanks for joining us. You can uh, say hey on all the socials. If you'd like to email the show, the email address is singlepodcasttheory at gmail dot com. Also, if you'd like to support the show, which many of you do, which is amazing, you can go over to patreon.com slash singlepodcasttheory for all of that information. Again, we really appreciate it. And uh, I don't know. We love definitely your showing of kindness if you are able to do that. So, um, Yeah, and I wanted to give it. a little shout out, a special shout out. Christy and Paul both uh, jumped back on board. Oh, yeah. With, the, with with us jumping back on board with putting episodes out. Oh yeah. So, thank, thank you guys. You, thank you. Thank you to everybody and and those two in the last week or so. Yeah. Christy, man. She's she's been around like since way yeah. early. Yeah. I love seeing her name pop up. Thanks, Christy. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. And um well in that same vein, we got so many nice welcoming messages welcome back it's so great to hear you guys again that really really felt good this week especially monday when the new episode dropped because we didn't really talk about it no you know we didn't like we just dropped the episode last week yeah, <laughs> yeah. i think people most people were taken by surprise and we got a lot of really nice messages well i made that and, i made that cryptic uh <clears throat> Instagram story. <laughs> you did like five minutes before we started recording. Yeah. <clears throat> because that was literally, since we stopped, that was like literally when we knew we were coming back. <laughs> when you posted that, that video. Uh, I guess it's real again. It's happening again. <laughs> yeah, here we are. Yeah, man. It feels good. It feels good, Brad. Mm -hmm. I'm digging it. So Me today too. we're going to talk about Rivercross. This will be mm. the last installment of our Gigaton track by track. And I'm anticipating an interesting conversation today. <laughs> yes, me too. Um, but I don't know. Those are the most fun conversations. You know, it's like, like it's so boring if two people are like, feel the ex they feel ex exactly the same way about something right. like a song. They can't all be the best song ever. Nope. You know? <clears throat> but we'll so. but I, I mean I think you're we're already coming at this from different places I can tell without even really mm -hmm. talking about it yet so let's just yeah let's uh <laughs> but first we're gonna do some emails all right first up this week it's uh short and sweet I love seeing this email our friend Bob Remington the uh, the subject says welcome back and then he says that's it that's the email. Glad to hear you're back. <laughs> Which I really appreciated yeah. that, you know? Yeah, it was nice. It was like, yeah, it was nice. It was a good feeling. So thanks so much for... Uh, you you appreciated it so much that you actually replied to Bob. I did. I did. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, man. That's I was so happy. 
<laughs> oh, Brad B. Yeah, oh, man. I mean, come on. It's Bob Remington. I, another person mm-hmm. whose name's been kicking around for a long yeah. time with us. So. Yeah. Um, glad to hear from him, especially seemed like he he was right on it you know what i mean yeah and that's just going back to what i was saying we got a lot of messages like that yes for sure so thank you to everyone who who sent us those emails Mm -hmm. we appreciate it um who who you got next uh ron riley wrote in uh brad's glad to hear the new show yesterday i do hope you guys keep bringing content to us listeners i wanted to say i wanted to tell people speaking of bringing content we talked about this (laughs) when we kind of when we did our like last episode a few months ago yeah and we had talked about well we're going to try and do maybe two or three episodes a month right right you know Mm -hmm. so uh, you know just so people know we're not going to be back strictly every week yeah but we're not going to go three months without an episode again i think it you know keeping it consistent at um Every other week, at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think we could jump back into once a week. Or, or right. I couldn't, anyway. But I can... Yeah. But yeah, man, every other week, we'll be talking shit about something. Yeah. I just want to throw that out there. For sure. Especially because we did... We are doing two weeks in a row this time. Mm, I think I'm going to... I think we're going to put this out the next Sunday. <clears throat> oh... Okay, I got you. Just go ahead and set because I'm going to be out. Um, I'm going to be on vacation and plan shows too. Okay, so it's to stretch. So it just that makes more sense. Yeah. Week. Okay, I got you. All right. Well, I just take back everything I said. Cool. <laughs> I be, share many of your fun. takes. That'll be fun to edit. Right. <laughs> just keep it in there. Fuck it. Look, the listeners are. You know, there are people. Yeah, you want to know friends. how the sausage they get gets it. made? They know. <laughs> but that's all yes. you get with us. That's what I'm going to put a thing up. I'm going to I'm going to put a poll up on Instagram. Do you want to know how the sausage is made, or do you want to just stay in we're, Wonderland? Oh, we're a great example. What's that line from the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. Do you want to take the blue pill and stay here in Wonderland, or do you want to take the red pill and wake up? Oh, what does he say? He says something like that. Great movie, man. You ever seen the Matrix? No, never. <laughs> all right where were we matrix what'd you think loved it uh no i think we're back on the email <laughs> oh okay <laughs> you've read like one line of the email and then you just went oh you went right. away uh ron goes on to say i share many of your takes on retrograde and the upcoming tour one thing not mentioned does the outro to retrograde have a hard sun outro feeling or a parting ways feeling a mixture of both I can totally see this going off live, and I'm sure there'll be thousands of used car lot blow-up things wobbling around the band. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be amazing. <laughs> or just me. If, yeah. they could, if they could get me up on stage just to do that, like, dance. Yeah. You know? I don't, in a I diaper don't need, like, a covered in flower. <laughs> oh, man. Um, oh, yeah. I could play the slide whistle on the outro. I think it's 50-50. When you pop into my brain just randomly during the day, it's 50-50 yes. on whether or not I think of you as you are um, or you in a diaper covered in flour. Right. As a grown man. Hmm. Yeah. It's just an image I've never been able to shake. 
ever right. since you told that story. <laughs> Still unbelievable. Um, Ed and the Ed and the Light Show doing some crazy shit. Woohoo! Yeah, dude. Uh, so what he's you know how retrograde ends, and Hard Sun kind of has that outro for sure. Where it just Those keeps kind of going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was I don't know I think we talked about it last week but that's gonna be that's gonna be cool at a yeah. show hopefully they play that song yeah I mean that's man if they wanted to they could every song they wrote could have some big outro yeah they yeah. they were the band that really first for me introduced me to the, to the idea of having outros like that that almost almost mm-hmm. sound like they're a different song. Like right. you could have taken yeah. that part and and finished the other one a different way and taken this as a new a whole new song to start from. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially with that the dynamics that they're so kind of known for, like getting so big <laughs> at the end mm-hmm. of like like a present <laughs> tense or a release right. or you know that big anthemic rearview mirror. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're kind of the the masters of that shit. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I again, now I just I want to see the used car lot blow up things <laughs> wobbling around <laughs> on the stage. All lit up, really expensive lights, but then they have just two of those on each, you know, side of the stage. Right. And yeah, yeah. Let's see. Uh, have a great one nerds, Ron in California. Thank you, Ron. Sorry. Thanks, Ron. All right. Guess who we got? We got Chris Davis. We got him next. Pearl Jam dude. That's right. He says, Mondays don't suck anymore. That's the subject. Welcome back from your sabbatical dudes. It was very nice to see your show up here in my podcast updates this morning. Moving sucks. Did that last October and will not ever be doing that again. No, sir. Fuck that shit. I was also bummed about not getting. Yeah. No, I mean, (laughs) everyone agrees with that. (laughs) Moving blows yeah yeah uh let's see where was i um i was also bummed about not getting the clear no code um i hate buying limited shit on tin club because it always sold out it's always sold out when i get to it no funko pop set no clear no code and this uh weekend i was going to buy a no code black lp and i clicked by when i got to the tin club website I was like, cool, I finally bought something, and it wasn't sold out. I clicked to check out, and it was fucking sold out. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, this is Brad yeah. L. Sorry for what you had to go through, but I'm sure you will work it out in time. It helps to dive into Pearl Jam when you're going through shit. Hang in there, dude. You sound great. I'm so glad you guys are recording podcasts again. Thank you. Chris, a.k.a. the Pearl Jam dude. Thanks, Chris. Sorry if I butchered your email. I haven't read in, in three months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> cool. So we got uh, we got one more. Yeah, she's been, already been brought up. Yeah, right. Exactly. Hey, Brad's. Just listen to the new podcast and want to welcome you back and say how much I missed hearing you guys the past few weeks. Things have started to feel more normal here in LA. I went to my first two live shows and hearing you guys kind of reinforced that all is going to be okay. Seeing Pearl Jam for the first time is going to be absolutely healing and next level euphoria for sure. P.S. I might need a Texas catheter for Ohana. Once Ed comes on stage and says, 
Good evening. Nothing on this planet is going to tear me away. Not even, Cheers, Christy. Not even pissing yourself. <laughs> That's dedication, Christy. Yeah. That's why we love you. That was the emails for this week. If you'd like to send an yeah. email, singlepodcasttheory at gmail.com is where to go. Say hey on social media. And again, if you'd like to support the show, head over to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash singlepodcasttheory. Okay. Real quick, before we get into it, uh, I probably mentioned this guy before. I don't know if you ever listened to him, but Dean Del Rey has a podcast. Yeah. And he talked to Stone last week. Oh, no shit. I think it dropped, I think it dropped last week. Yeah. And I finally got it. I listened to it on the way to the record store this morning. It's great. It's really cool to hear him for, you know, hour, hour and a half talking to somebody. Um, and Dean Del Rey is a huge fan of Pearl Jam, right, and Mother Love Bone, and Stone Gossard, and Brad, and like they talked Temple of the Dog. He talked about everything. No shit, really. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. Is he seeming yeah. pretty positive? Is he seeming all right? Stone. Oh, Stone is super. Yeah, super cool dude. Totally laid back. It was. It was. You know, it was awesome to hear more than a you know thirty second sure. soundbite. Right. You know, for sure. Plus, Stone's not really. You know, it's everyone. You know. All the interviews are with Ed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you don't see the rest of the guys. Maybe Mike. You see a bunch of stuff with Mike, but never the other guys. So this was this was a good one. Hell yeah, man. I can't wait to listen to that. Especially if he's yeah. talking about old shit. Oh, yeah. Well, then, it's episode 160. It's Rivercross, nerds. So let's talk, Brad B. All right. What's your... Uh... What you, <laughs> let's take your temperature on this one. I mean, I know we've had conversations in the past. Yeah, this is we've not going to be a surprise. It. But this this song came out over a year ago. Mm -hmm. it's the final song on Gigaton. I've listened to it many times. Different moods, different times of the day. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Driving, uh, just it, listening to it on vinyl. Right. And the same thing happens every time I listen to it. Which is what? Describe I it. I just to me. don't. I just don't like this song. I still just can't get into it. Okay. 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 Um, There's two things. Right. There's two main things. That pump it. organ, whatever mm -hmm. that is. Yeah. Is that what it is? A pump yeah, organ? Yeah, the main instrument of the whole song. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so there's that. I'm not saying it right. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know and if it's just, a pump organ, but yeah, it's an organ. Okay. Whatever that thing is. Mm -hmm. And then just listen. I love Eddie Vedder. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows that. Yep. I don't love the way he sings this. That real kind of like high, high-ish, like drawing out the words. Yeah. It's very kind of Springsteen-y. I feel like, uh, I don't know. Not that they sound alike. Like not like he sounds like Springsteen, but it's the vibe. It's the right. It's the big kind of like you're saying. It's not. Um, yeah, big is a good way to describe the way he's singing it. Vocals real big, but everything around it is very subtle. Right. Right. Yeah. It's very. It's very on the nose, Brad. It's very in your face mm -hmm. for sure. And look. I I, I know, I think you you like it. We can hear your thoughts in a second. And I know lots of people love this song. And I get it. I get why people 
love this song. Mm -hmm. It's just not for me. Sure. Which is, I mean, totally. It's like, I, I do like this song, yet I totally understand why people don't. You know? Mm. Yeah. Do you think it would be different for you if he did the thing where he sang the first couple, uh, for, you know, not phrases, but first couple sections, maybe an octave lower, and then jumped up to to where he is, like, through maybe, the whole song? Maybe not as big vocally. Mm -hmm. Right. Maybe. But then again, I just, I don't like that real slow, droney pump organ right so maybe not hmm what i mean i will say i don't i don't like hate it sure you well, know and I, we can i don't know if you want to listen to it yeah i guess i'll just say that for me yeah it kind of hits for me a springsteen place in my heart for some reason mm -hmm. and i think it might be for the reason that you're talking about that you don't like it uh mm -hmm. But it is very, it can come across as very kind of tense the whole time, even though there's not a lot going on. Right. Right. I can see and, that, feeling that or whatever. But for me, I think I'm just, I mean, everyone does, but I think I also look at it from a different perspective than you do in, in that like... Not just because we're two different people, but because I actually, like, I do, I have to think about music in a different way mm -hmm. than right. than maybe you do, right? And I don't mean one's more valuable yeah. or anything. It's just for me. No, dude, I no, I totally get what you're saying. That's like the whole. That's like the whole point of this podcast is like we have right. a professional musician and a dumbass. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. But I also want to say, no, but just like a regular, a regular person, a regular listener. Well, and that's the thing is too, is like, you know, I get it, but I hate hearing professional music musician because it's everything about what I do is subjective. There's no, you, I guess, yes, some musicians are yeah, better than others, but it doesn't, because I make a living doing it doesn't mean I know what the fuck I'm talking about. I've experienced uh, yeah, but you're, I think you, your words carry more weight than mine. And I don't mean that in a like, yeah, condescending I get way what you mean. or, you know what I mean? But it's sure. like, I mean, I'm trying to think of an example. I, I don't know. Maybe like Ozzy talking about how his favorite musician was Paul McCartney. Right. Like I heard that and it kind of like really was, I just couldn't believe it. Yeah. But because it's Ozzy and it's like a surprising thing for him to say, and he's a musician talking about another musician. I don't know. That, you that's probably a bad it. example. I'm this is a terrible example. I was wondering where you're going with it, but I think everyone understands where you're trying to go. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. I'm just saying, like, if you, if you, if, if some dumbass at a Slipknot show is like, you know who's great? Mm hmm. Crazy, crazy town. They're so good. I'd be like, okay, dude. But if you were like, hey, man, have you ever heard that song Butterfly mm -hmm. by Crazy Town? Yeah. Come, my lady, come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly. Sugar, big 
Man, it's it's. Re- I know people talk shit, but if you really listen to it, there's something going on. Man, I, t- I might be like, all right, let me let me check this Crazy Town song out. I totally remember that song. I can't. Why did why did that come up? How did that happen? Did you have that prepared? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, no. like, even if I had gotten the song, I definitely re- wouldn't remember the the band or vice versa. <laughs> You're so surprising sometimes because you just butchered a, a relatively easy analogy to make, but then you were able to save it by the most random, shitty musical reference I think I've heard in a very long time. And I listen to a lot of podcasts, man. You know, wow. So can you can you please p- put a little touch of Crazy Town in right oh, here? Oh, dude, come on, man. I'm gonna cut the the fact that you, you even said that out because I already marked it. <laughs> okay, great. Anyway, right. well, you know what else? Well, you know what I heard about Crazy Town about what? that song Butterfly. What? It's uh, you know who has writing credit on that song? Tell me. Anthony Kiedis and Flea wrote that song. That's amazing. There's a um, instrumental from Mother's Milk. Oh man, that's only old, like huh? yeah, it's only like the instrumental is like three minutes long, but there's like a I don't know twenty thirty second little clip mm-hmm. that is is makes up the main part of the Crazy Town song, right? And I, I never I, knew that till like a few months ago. You're just like, that's cool, man. You're just yeah, I went I went out of the park town. today. I went down a crazy town rabbit hole. Okay, well that's unfortunate, but hey, it brought us this moment, <laughs> didn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Okay. You know, there's so much on the internet, man. You know. Yes. I just. That's all. Just think about it. <laughs> Just look at other things? Yeah, probably. Is that what you're trying to say? Okay. Yeah. I dude, I look at a lot of stuff. You do. I bet you do. I do. I, do. I bet you do. <laughs> Chicago. All right, where were we? We're gonna listen to this song now. That's that's we're gonna what listen we're gonna to do. this final All track from Gigaton. Six minutes of it. Is it really? Oh yeah, dude. This is a long song. All right, let's All do right, it. All right, well, let's do it. Like the turnarounds, like those little instrumental sections. 
Mm, I'm sitting here thinking, like, I wonder if this was done with, like, the full band. If, if Mike or Stone could do something to turn that pump organ to a, like a, into a guitar riff. <laughs> well, I mean, then that's not really... The, I mean, then they're doing a cover of themselves. Yeah. Right? Oh, like, wow. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, if we just never heard this version... Yeah, but I, I just mean, like, you're asking them to... Like, this song is the way it is for a reason. And basically right. what I'm hearing you say is, take this song... <laughs> And put it in ten. I mean, in verses or vitology or something, mm-hmm. right? With that instrumentation. Well, maybe I meant like if this was a boom song. Uh huh. Well, what does a, that mean? On his. Oh. If he did it on his organ, instead of this pump organ thing. Man, you just like really. B, what's that? What's that? B twelve Hammond B twelve or B three. B3? B12 is a vitamin. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That you can get, yeah. I mean, it's not a vitamin, but uh, you know what I'm right. saying. Good God. Yeah. B12 shot. To lengthen out time I wish this moment was never And see those drums right there. Well, yeah. I just... I, I, they just sound so, like, disjointed and out of nowhere. Yeah, but see, while you're getting all butthurt about the toms, he just sang, <laughs> let it be a lie that all futures die, which is a great okay. fucking line. Listen, we, we didn't get there yet, but we will. we do need to talk about the lyrics. Yeah, we'll get because to I've told I've I've told you in the past I I can find something I like about a song if it's in the lyrics. Yeah, for sure. No, I get it. But yeah, these drums are just I just need a either nothing or um, just like a solid beat throughout. Okay. This just th- this sounds like it's just thrown in there. Okay, we're gonna have to talk after this is over. I'm sorry. This went from a, a healthy conversation between two Pearl Jam friends to uh, gloves are coming off. I do like this part. Thank God, I was I like about to the kind ask of, you. Uh, yeah, I do like the kind of chanting of this over and over, and his voice sounds, you know, it's Eddie, man. It's this part. This part is cool. Good. Okay. Cool. So I'm calming down. I hope now. I redeem. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm redeeming myself there little by little.
now see here this part the the percussion the drums is like okay it's a steady beat there's some um I don't know what that is. Hi hats or some, there's some kind of like oh, there's all kinds of shit going on. I mean, there's like clinking, it sounds like there's like clinking. weird like fucked up vocal loops in there. It's just yeah. like a kind of a this chaos built underneath. Yeah, the band. I do enjoy the 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 end, and not just because the song's over, but because there's more going on. Hey <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but there's more going on with the drums. It's more of a steady beat, and there's. You know, just kind of a heavier beat going on. Right. Well, I mean, I don't know, man. I think I think maybe you just really don't like the song, and you're trying to think of reasons that I'm would not, make it better. I'm not. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, you, just, yeah. you just don't like the song. I don't like it, and I'm not trying to, like, um, I'm not trying to redeem myself or be sure. like, um, uh, what is the word? You know, when you, like... You say like, well, I don't even like it, but blah blah blah. Right. Qualify. I'm not trying to like qualify my opinion, of course. But I, I will say, there's a couple little tiny things I do like about the song. <laughs> Sound like such a dick. <laughs> Your favorite band, huh? Huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, I got songs like I was that. Dreading this. It's all good. I'm not. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I, I'm fucking with you. You know. I don't, yeah, I know. I, I, know. I don't. It's it's again. It's interesting to hear this perspective um, from someone else that doesn't like it because it, I don't know. But it, the funny thing is that it makes me want to argue for it. Right. You know I what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah, um, yeah. When I really don't care, care. That's cool. Like, I get yeah, it. I, yeah. I understand why you don't like it. I just don't feel the yeah. same way. I mean, so yeah. for me, it's like I love that it's that one instrument that's the glue through the whole through the whole song through all six minutes of the song and then they just kind of keep adding stuff to it and i get like the drums i mean i think you took it a little far when you were saying like they just threw them in there or something they feel thrown around or something like that you said um i mean i think it's like a really melodic kind of addition to the song now, if I was going to critique it, they do sound like too good. That's just a taste thing. It sounds kind of like like those big 80s toms. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like real resonant and like there's a note to them. I mean, all toms yeah. have a note to them, but you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of, yeah. um, what's the word I'm looking for? Sustain on the, on the note right. of the drum, you know? Mm -hmm. Like... It sounds well, like is that keeping keeping in the bigness of Eddie singing? What are you going mean? big with these drums? You think you mean is that why they're there? Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's a big vocal performance. And if you wanna but but your observation is actually kind of dead on and interesting, which is he is kind of up there the whole time. Mm -hmm. If anything, he kind of comes down in, you know, in pitch and melody for the the big outro thing, the share the right. light. I know right, that, that's much more you, in his his wheelhouse. You know what I mean? And you might have hit it uh, earlier. You said, "Do you did, would I like the song if he was singing in a lower register in mm -hmm. the beginning?" And maybe that's why that's part of what that is. I know that's why I don't like the sound of 
his singing on this song. Hmm. Yeah. But at the end, I do. I do like the end part. Cool. Well, we're gonna we're gonna help this episode out a little bit. I'm gonna talk about some things I love about it. One of them Good. being like to me, the organ and the voice up top from the beginning. It's amazing to me that you can just have such like simplicity, and um, it's a it's a simple melody. He's singing. He's not doing any kind of vocal melodic acrobatics. It's just a few notes, right? But from the beginning, it's kind of the it's the stick man vibe. It's like the arms outstretched already. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's got that totally. kind of a a bigness to it. You know. Yep. And I think I think you know also from like a musical perspective or from a a songwriter slash production perspective, I think people would be really surprised at the stuff that makes them. feel feel like it's big and huge like a song like this when you look at the instrumentation i think you'll often find that in those situations there's very little going on right like mm-hmm. like a like the first bill withers record like it's pretty much him like playing guitar with a little bit of instrument i mean but there's a lot of stuff that's that's so simple and you think of it as this like groovy kind of sad r&b thing but then you realize like there's not really anything other than his voice giving you a sense of emotion and pocket everything else is just kind of like sitting underneath it like supporting or whatever and i think this is a good example of that where it's like you got a fucking organ and a voice and you got to make people feel something not many people can do that man yeah, I couldn't take that pump organ. I don't think, and <laughs> you know, produce something yeah. as emotionally evocative as this song. You know, I think that's yeah. what's kind of special about it. I don't think there's a whole lot in their catalog that's anything like this. I mean, there's points where it nods to to maybe different things, but I think I'm kind of glad that he just kind of fucking went for it in that way. Yeah, and I and I appreciate that, like. It just doesn't hit me the same way it hits other people, but I like that people are getting that out of this song. For sure. Yeah. It's definitely one of those things, too, and I think we've talked about this specifically, but I do think it's another example of, you know, you you aren't a big fan of this song, but if it happened live, like, you'd probably cry. <laughs> I might. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Truthfully, like, I think that might be a part of it. If you're there and you're watching Eddie perform that song vocally, mm-hmm. like you're watching him do it in person, right? I'm sure that's that will be or could be very emotional. Sure. Well, and you know, you're. Just, I've had that experience with so many songs honestly like Mm -hmm. that i just couldn't get into for some reason and then i saw it live and then it was like something clicked and then it went from being excuse me it went from being in my opinion a dud on a record to oh my god i'm so glad i get it now and i want to listen to this song over Mm -hmm. and over again you know yeah because it's it's partly that you kind of quote unquote get it maybe in a different way but it's also that you mm-hmm. have this experience to attach the song to now right you were right you were yeah you were at wrigley and 
Right. Uh, or for us, it'll be, you know, in Nashville when the shows come back on. And if they play that song, we're going to be having a fucking blast. You're a big softie. Mm -hmm. You'll probably shed a couple right. tears. <laughs> yes. You know, and yeah. then you'll have a completely different vibe about this song, you know? Mm -hmm. I think that's, Maybe. that's what's cool about art and music is that... And, and I would love for that to happen. Sure. Yeah, sometimes it has to find you at the right time, you know? Yeah. I used to get real bummed out when my favorite artists or bands put out records and there were songs that I just couldn't get behind. And then, you know, and mm -hmm. you're talking about, like, you know, 20 years ago. And now I've lived 20 years of life since then. And I have completely different relationships to songs. Yeah. You know, those deep cuts that I didn't like, I appreciate them now. Yeah. The big single, I don't want to listen to as much. Yeah. Dude, I was list I listened to Gigaton like three times this week. Oh, for real? And I haven't I haven't I hadn't really listened to it in a little while. It's so fucking good. Dude, it's so fucking good. Yeah. I was listening to it and I'm like like I didn't forget, but I just was like I can't believe how good this is. And a year, like, you know, a year later or like a few months since I really listened to it, like it still holds up. Sure. And like, uh, I don't know, dude, Super Blood Wolf Moon, like all, it just Mike is all over this record. There's That's like for sure. These little weird solos all over. And I'm like, oh, oh, it's so good. Yeah. And, see, um, it's. You're making me want to uh, jump back in because I took a little like gigaton break. <laughs> yes, you, know? you do it. You, it's worth it because it's like yeah. Because you know sometimes you know you'll hear uh, you you get super excited. There's a new album coming out. Right. Then you get it and you're so hyped that like it's almost like anything they would play, you'll be like, this is great because it's brand new. You know what I mean? Sure. But then a few months later, you're like. I don't know. This song isn't so great, and that song is it's okay, and that did not happen with Gigaton. Yeah, I, I took the little break from it, and I put it back on, and I'm like, "This is amazing! See, like even better. It's even better than it was." Seven o'clock. Yeah. Fuck me, dude. Seven o'clock is so goddamn good. Well, and you already mentioned it, but I. <laughs> I think of some Mike moments, like you said, like those like yeah. almost 80s moments in certain solos where almost, mm -hmm. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's the but thing, they're man. Almost like, they're just like quick little bursts. It's not like verse, chorus, verse, giant fucking 80s metal. Right, blah, totally. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, it's just a little like here and there and like little mini solos just thrown into these songs. And it's like, this is great. This is so great. I'm like so glad we got this Mike McCready on this album. Well, I think I love this album so much because, and this song, River Cross, is an example on this record. But like, you know, because I was a, I'm a fan of Lightning Bolt. Uh, and mm. I wasn't earlier or years ago, but I've definitely come around on back, Backspacer and avocado is like my least favorite record and i'll i'll mm -hmm. put that one on now you know what i mean having said yeah. that they weren't taking a whole lot of chances on those records right. right right like it was still even if they had a different like kind of vibe or flavor to each record it was still them in a room with guitars 
And on this yeah. record, you have Rivercross, you've got Dance of the Clairvoyance, you've got like just all this weird shit, man. Like if yeah. someone had told you in, in 1998 that you'd be jamming on a Pearl Jam record, you know, 13 years later, or how, 20 years later, whatever it has been, and, and there's going to be drum machines and synthesizers, mm-hmm. and you're going to like it. You'd yeah. be like, get yeah, the fuck dude. out of here, man. Yeah. I love that about this record. So, Well, yeah. I mean, you go from Super Blood Wolf Moon into Dance of the Clairvoyance. Yeah. It's like you go from this crazy ripping guitar solo-y song into like a Talking Heads-esque, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. For sure. Uh, Synthesizer-driven. It's, it's, it's crazy how good this record is. Yeah. So well, let's get to the um, let's get to the lyrics. Yeah, we can okay. both we can both jam on that. We can both rock yeah, positive totally. on the lyrics. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, dude. There's, I mean, I don't want to just sit here and like read the whole song, but it's like, no. But dude, I have some questions. Go for it. So, well, no, go on. What were you gonna, What were you going to say? Because like, I want to know what you think these lyrics. What he's talking about. Because I'm kind of like confused. Maybe start there because I would just, I just had like general observations. So, okay. What, well, like, okay. He, in the first verse, it's like, is he, is he thinking he was going to die, but things got better? Or like the second verse makes it sound like, okay, maybe he did die. And he's like looking back at his life. Cause he's saying, I always thought I'd cross that river to me. To me, I, it feels like he's talking about death and not in a suicidal way, but just death in general. So he's saying, I always thought I'd cross that river. And to me, the river is like, I'd cross it and I would die. But then he says the other side is distant now. Cause as I got closer to it, it turned and widened. Right. The horizon now is fading out. So that almost makes me think like he was on his way to die, but then things changed and got better for him. I don't think to me, it's not a existential thing. It's like, um, in terms of mortality, <laughs> like, uh, um, okay. I think of it as like, I'll, there was this, this thing that I had to accomplish or get past or, that I just kind of always thought that that I would do. All of a sudden, at the end, it like looked too big. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's too yeah. much. I can't get past this thing. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how it feels to me. Because hmm. you know, like cross uh, in that kind of um, you know, like I guess in, I'm going to sound like such an idiot. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, like dude, in literature and job. stuff. Like that's an analogy. Crossing a river, it's kind of an analogy for accomplishing something hard or leaving something behind, crossing over and, and not, not mm. going back. You know what I mean? So to me, it almost feels like it's more about being stuck or or feeling like you can't cross the chasm, you know? Yeah. That's me. See, I go like, I go, no, it's not you. I go like, like biblical and like you have to cross the river Hades into hell when you die because you listen to too much metal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so everything, every everything I see is like you know when I think of crossing a river, you know I'm like I'm thinking of sticks, 
you know, the river sticks. Right. Well, you know, maybe don't always go so big with the metaphors. Sometimes it's just a river, man. You know. <laughs> well, that's what that's why we're talking. We're hatching it out. You're yeah. you're teaching me. It doesn't have to be the Amazon or the Nile, you know. Right. <laughs> um, uh, there's a lot of like. Um, Obviously, because it's river cross. There's a lot of like river and like uh, water imagery, of course. Yeah, undertow and dry land, and you know, yeah. I mean, to me, it looks like as I'm continuing to read through these lyrics, because honestly, I mean, I've read the lyrics and I love the lyrics. Mm -hmm. Um, I do too. That's the thing. Like, I do. I really like the lyrics. Yeah, I don't know that I've sat like this and read through them and tried to to totally pick it apart. But, I mean, it looks like, you know, he started trying to cross the water, the 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 impasse, and then he's stuck in it. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about drifting off in the undertow, can't find dry land, afterthoughts of safety, when in truth none to be had. Like, he's stuck, yeah, he's see, stuck in the middle of the river. He hadn't gotten... He hadn't gotten there yet, almost, to me. Yeah. It seems, it, it, it's again, it, to me, I take it as just, it's depressive. Hmm. Like, Well, I'm sure, yeah. I mean, I get that, but... Because when he says, he says, like, I used to tell time by my shadow till the thunderclouds, they took the stage. So that's, like, to me, again, this is, I, I mean, this is all, like, if I could have, like, if I could sit down with an analyst and tell them what these words mean to me, they could be like, oh, well, that means... This is why you're crazy. Because to me, when I read those, <laughs> when I read those lyrics, I'm like, I used to tell time by my shadow. Okay, that's when you're a little kid and you're happy and the sun is shining. And then when you grow up and you have all these problems, that's when the thunderheads took the stage and everything's dark. Yeah, I mean that's a great interpretation. I mean, I, I think first and foremost, <laughs> like the best lyrics sometimes are the ones that you. We've talked about it, like that you can put yourself in. They're not so specific right. that um, yeah. that you can't put yourself into the song, because that's what our favorite songs do, right? Like, right. Well, we that's can... poetry, right? That's kind of sure. like what the best poetry is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think so. Yeah. I mean, what was this line I was just looking at? Oh man, I had something now. I lost it. Um, oh, well, I think part of it, too, is you, you look through this, um, like that, where was that line I was just reading? Oh, the drifting off in the undertow, can't spot a figure on dry land, and after thoughts of safety, when in truth, none to be had. I, th- I think part of the transition, maybe in some ways, or what I kind of take from it personally, is, you know, as you get older and you get more experience... You, just with life, right, in general, trying to be you and figure out what that is, I think you can be, I guess, brought up in a way that gives you the illusion of all this safety. When when you have no idea all the danger that's around you, right? It's not until you've mm-hmm. lived more life and experienced more things where you start to kind of come to terms with the fact that you are only... You're kind of just on a ride. You're on, you know, if we're a Pearl Jam podcast, so we'll use the surfer analogy, you know, like Eddie or something. It's like when you're, I would imagine that a successful ride, like a surf, would be 
that you know how to move and react with the wave that you're on, right? Because you can't control that wave. You've got to kind of like relax, not take control in certain ways and react to the wave. And I feel like that's what some of that verse kind of, or at least speaks to me anyway. It's like mm-hmm. this veil gets lifted on the illusion of, of safety in that sense. And right. as you yeah. get old, you know, because your parent, maybe you have parents that protect you from stuff. All parents do, mm-hmm. right? Like there's certain things you don't talk to your four-year-old about, Right. But they might be very important things for you to talk to your 12-year-old about. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like, it's this walking them into this world that they just don't understand yet. And I think that that gets existential for sure. Like, like, holy shit, what, where am I? What am I doing? And I've only got so much time, you know? I don't know. I feel a lot of that kind of stuff in this song. The end. Yeah, but then he says here and now... Like, live it out, let it out, get it out, shout it out. Yep. Well, because I think that's, if you are on that path of, like, kind of like that self-discovery and learning about the reality that you live in, I think there is Mm -hmm. a freedom, right? A freedom in knowing that everyone's scared shitless, a freedom in Mm -hmm. that even the smartest person on the planet doesn't have it figured out, right? Yeah. Like, so Einstein... It was fucking brilliant in science and math or whatever, but he might've been a terrible person to be a friend with, or like he was mm. probably terrible at all kinds of other things. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you can't, when you realize that like, this is short, you don't know what's happening when the heart stops. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't, all you know is that this is real and that's where the freedom comes in it comes less overwhelming <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. there's, yeah there's something nice about being able to be on a certain level be like fuck it <laughs> i'm just gonna do yeah. the best i can you know yeah anyway rants by brad yeah <laughs> but that's the thing man is like you know i'm talking shit we could talk we could have the same conversation two weeks from now and i might come away from this conversation um, with a completely different idea or feeling or whatever. It's like, that's yeah. why, to me, it's another argument for why a song like this is such a great song. I was just going to say, I wonder if if this had been like a hidden track, if the, song, if the album ended with retrograde and this was a hidden track, would that change my view of it? Which no. it shouldn't, right? Because a song is a song, but like, I don't know. Yeah. Is it, I really do hope at one of the two shows we see that that they play this song. They play this, yeah. And it'll be it'll be a nice little like psychological experiment to see if you still feel the same way yeah. about the song after yeah. seeing it live. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. Just getting back to the lyric, though. You know, it's real. This lyric becomes real simple on the way out too, and that's the most mm-hmm. joyous part. You know. Yeah. There's like yeah. that whole share the light section. Yeah. It's really like gives you that. There's still melancholy in a way, but it's inspiring. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It makes you want to go out and do something good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one of those songs. So, yeah. I don't know. What else you got? Uh, 
I think that's it. All right. Well, <laughs> I, I, I love that the last song is your like least favorite. Yeah. Really, you know, it's a, it's a good way to go out with a bang for the track by track. Well, it's, it, it's like a, I give the album like a nine out of ten stars, you know, which mm-hmm. is good because that means I love every other song. And I really do. Yeah. Well, and in your defense, too, not that you need to be defended, but you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. there's songs on this record that I f- f- thought you would hate. And yeah. you didn't. So, right. You know, to each his own, man. <laughs> All right. You ready to get out of here? I think so. Cool. Well, we'll be back soon, y'all. I think when you're listening to this, I think I'm at the beach for my first vacation in Ooh. like years and years and years. It's going to be. Yep. Going to Florida for a few days on the way to play a show in New Orleans and then spending like a mm. few days before and after the show in New Orleans, just taking time off. So. It'll be fun. How long are you going to be in Florida? Like four days. Oh, wow. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to email the show, the email address is singlepodcasttheory at gmail.com. Hit us up on social media. And if you'd like to support the show, patreon.com is where you go. P-A-T-R-U-N.com slash singlepodcasttheory. Until next time, I'm Brad Lyons. And I am Brad Blazek saying, I want this dream to last forever. Mm. <laughs> <laughs>